You guys have like a cool theme song built yet? You know, like, welcome to another edition of, and then you hit play and it's like, dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. I remember when I first, we, we drove him up to the tire shop, him and mom, he cried his eyes out when I told him what we'd done. That, there's a little teary eye for you, Michael, just one. I know, I already got it, I already checked her off. <laughs> I think I saw Mike kind of turn his head and like, I, well, think, it, I think it was out. I just got an itchy eye. Yeah, I think it was the itchy eye nod. <laughs> I know sometimes you can get in your head and, and kind of discount them and go, well, they're just old. They're going to leave anyway. They don't let us do what we want to do, you know, that kind of thing. But they really do have a wealth of knowledge and you should respect that. Kent, I think you just a little something on your nose there. It's well said. <laughs> Frankly, I, I, I take it all back. Get the, they get the old guys out. I take it back. <laughs> we don't need we'll them. Push them out. <laughs> um. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Hello, everybody. My name is Kent, and I'd like to welcome you to the Institute's Leading Edge. We're here to share as much useful information as we can. So if you've learned something, you like what you hear, make sure to like and share this episode, and make sure to subscribe to our show so that you get notifications when we post new episodes. Speaking of episodes, you can actually enjoy any of our other episodes on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or Facebook. Just look for The Gear. Now, today we have Mike Passman and his father, Jerry Passman, owners of Alberta Asian and Alberta European in Alberta, Canada. And my own father, Cecil Bullard. This one's a little close to home. Today, we're talking all about fathers and sons in business. There's a unique dynamic that happens when you work with your family, and it can be tricky to navigate that delicate nature of your relationship as father and son and as manager and employee. So stick around, comment down below, any questions, comments, or thoughts you may want to share as we get into the thick of it. This is the Institute's Leading Edge, episode 64, Fathers and Sons in Business. So how long, Mike and Jerry, how long have you guys been in business together? Wow. So essentially, most of Michael's adult life and uh, 21 years we've had the shop here, uh, he started working with us straight away out of high school and uh, never turned back. So yeah, I I would say it's probably going on uh, 17 years I've been working at the shop, 18 years, because when they first bought the shop, I was in ninth grade, 10th grade, and then uh, I started working, well, it was probably even earlier than that, doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, I started working as a RAP student, which is an apprenticeship program that they have through uh, the high schools and stuff here in uh, Alberta. So started working like three hours a day, and then it turned into coming in after lunch, working four hours a day. And then, yeah, straight out of high school, uh, started my apprenticeship. So it's been, uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Mine was, mine was kind of a godsend. I was actually doing a tech support working like 10 hours a day. It was brutal work. I hated it. And, uh, that was back, I don't know, maybe nine, 10 years ago. And my dad had just started kind of developing the Institute and bringing a bunch of people in. And he's like, Hey, I could use some help. I need a secretary. <laughs> I was like, I will do anything to get away from this tech support job. So that's how I got into it. But uh, it's been it's been nine, ten years now. It's an it's an interesting ride, I think. You know, thinking back on it myself, um, I just happened to mention the other day to a couple of people. One of my joys is working with my son today, and I can tell you that it's not every day that it's joyful, but. I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, imagine not doing that at this point. 
you know, I mean, we, we butt heads and all that, but maybe that's a good thing sometimes. Hey, Kent, you guys I, never butt heads, right? Hey, Kent, I think you should start a poll um, for this and see how many times people can guess uh, how many times Jerry's going to well up while we go through this. Uh, this <laughs> <thing today. laughs> it's your money's in an over under on at least three. So, I, he's, you know, you know why he's going to do that? Because he's thinking of all the pain you've caused him. That's what. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. It's going to be pain and tears, not you know, joy and tears. The uh, the other day we were having a dad. We were sitting down at lunch, and I and I kind of just had this thought, and I said, Dad, I think we need to, I think we need to take a moment and realize what's going on here, and just kind of understand that it's not going to be like this every every day. That someday you're not going to be here, and I'm going to be going to lunch during the middle of the day, and you won't be here. And that maybe we ought to spend that time to to kind of realize and be thankful that we we're actually working together. We have this time, and uh, how awesome it's been. In in in, pre- in preparation for this, you know, I I worked with my dad, and um, there was a point where I stopped working with him uh, because we couldn't see eye to eye, and we couldn't go down the the same road. And I think the listeners, while it'd be great for us to get real sentimental and I'll probably get a little sentimental as we go, you know, what are the, I think they want to know, you know, what are the struggles? How have you overcome those? You know, Mike, Mike's a, Mike's a hard headed SOB. And, uh, and, and so is Kent. I mean, and, and I wonder where he gets it from. Correct. You know, so, <laughs> so, you know, that, that makes it, it, it difficult um, often to work together because, you know, as I get older, I think I see things more from my dad's point of view. Um, because when I was in my thirties, um, I was invincible. I was always right. I knew, I, I, I didn't think I knew everything, but I thought what I knew, I knew really well. And I was correct. And the older I've gotten, the more I realized how, um, maybe that wasn't as, as I, I, I wasn't as good as I, I could, I should have, should have been, or I thought I was. Um, so, uh, Jerry, what 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 have been your key struggles with working with with Mike? This is only an hour long, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got you got to keep it to just a <laughs> unreal, unreal. <laughs> and you thought he was going to tear up. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just coming up swinging. Um, I guess the the key struggles are probably learning to walk down what you said earlier, walk down the road together um, in the right direction. You know, I think earlier on and and Michael was a bit bullheaded and and different things, but he's been picking up the baton like you wouldn't believe, you know, the education that he's put himself through and the reading he does and, and working with, with you two um, on a regular basis, the meetings um, he's, it's really been a blessing for sure. Um, do we do we argue about things? You bet. You know, I mean, we just had a bit of a one yesterday about to dealing with a staff member. You know, and it, uh, we we don't really see that um, eye to eye quite yet, but we'll get there. So I don't I don't know that the arguments, um, as long as we don't allow them to get out of hand, are a bad thing. Mm, yeah. So you know, I, I would say that moving from a technician's role to um, sort of a sort of the service advisor now to uh, the shop manager. Um, that transition for us um, really helped. It was like 
when I was in high school and out of high school and going through my apprenticeship and stuff before I got my ticket, I was working for my dad and he was my employer. And that was when we definitely had our issues. But now that I'm working with him and working to build the business and make the business successful, that's completely transitioned um, our relationship because I feel like now we have the same, we have the same goal. Not to say we didn't back when I was wrenching and, and working for him there, but it was definitely, uh, I would say that that was our trying time um, as a father-son duo in business. But now that, you know, even though we have the two shops, I mean, I ran the European shop with him for probably four years before we took over this one. And being upfront and working on the business end of things really changed my sort of outlook on the company and and my outlook on working with my father every day. I think that was a major a major game changer for us both. Did, was there was there a point that you guys made that decision? Because for me, I, I, even now today, I still feel like it's an uphill battle. I'm constantly trying to show that I, I, I can do it myself. I can, I can do what I, what I, what I need to do. Um, I mean, when I first started, I didn't have any experience working with my dad. I didn't have any um, knowledge of the automotive industry at all, you know? And it really was this, okay, now I think I'm ready to do it. Can I, can I at least try? Can I push? Can I, um, and it was this, you know, I'm working for him. I'm working towards this. And in the past, I don't know, two or three years, it's really, it's really taken the shift, but I, I never really noticed a, a, a single moment where it was like, okay, now we're working together. I'm not sure we're always working together either, at the, even at this point. What gets me sometimes is that you're so sure of yourself and I'm so sure you're wrong. And, and, and mostly, <laughs> mostly when that happens, it has to do with how the guys in the automotive industry, because you don't have that experience, how they think and, and what they're going to accept, like in our marketing or some of that stuff. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's very difficult from my point to go, wait a minute, slow down. We, we really need to do this a little differently, at least from my experience. And I have a lot of it. Jerry, do you feel that sometimes he's not paying attention to your experience? There'll be some of that. You bet. Well, I think we, we do definitely think differently about uh, the employees and how to uh, reprimand them and our, our deal with them. Um, there is quite a difference there with, but that could be maybe my character versus his character, somewhat a, a difference as well. But uh, we, we do struggle about that quite often, you know, how, to, how to deal with that. Yeah. When I was younger and I was working with my dad, I was thinking about my future, you know, my, I need to do this. The shop needs to do this so I can get paid. Uh, Cause I worked in the shop with my dad and uh, and so I can take care of my family and that there's a future for me. And, and I, I think my dad was thinking about, I'm getting old and I don't, I don't want to work so hard anymore. You know, I think Kent and I, I'm still very much driven uh, to take this business, you know, five steps up. Uh, but I expect Kent to take it, you know, 20 steps up. I think that's part of the, the struggle is that you're not, you know, we're not on the same page because we're not at the same age, right? Um, and, and we're thinking in a different way. Uh, it's, it's really what caused me to leave the shop was that I couldn't come to terms with the future of the business with my father. You guys have actually 
you've kind of solved that problem fairly recently in the last couple of years. Mike, do you feel like you've solved that problem? Yeah, some days. I mean, I kind of, I, I get in that like mind space sometimes where I'm frustrated with not knowing what the future really holds. Like me wanting to make more money and the shop make more money, but still not really sure like when the, the full like transition is going to happen. Cause I don't think dad has any idea what that looks like for himself, never mind for the company. Um, I'm going to ask a question that you don't have to answer, Jerry, but, but how old are you? You and I, I think we're very close in age. Yes. So I just, I'm going to turn 60 this year. And I for just, the first, I just turned 60. Yeah. And so for the first time ever, I'm actually starting to think about the end of my career, right? What's that going to look like? How long is that going to be? Uh, you know, uh, have you started to think about that seriously? Of course I have, you know, and that's uh, one of the things that we discussed before the uh, pandemic. I'm, I'm, I was going to call it something else, but uh, this is, uh, yeah. Um, before the pandemic, we were really starting to, you know, focus on on an exit strategy, so to speak. And uh, now it's just been, you know, head down, ass up. And uh, we've kind of put that aside for now until we get mm. back to some reasonable sense of norm. Um, so, yes, definitely there in the future. I would like to be able to take a few days off here and there. And, but as, as you said earlier, I'm still very much driven to make this company bigger and better. Um, you know, the addition, the addition of the, uh, of the Asian shop was, a was, was definitely a hard decision. And, um, sometimes we like wake at night thing is the right thing to do, but it definitely was the right thing to do. It's done now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I find, I find it really, and, and like you said, Mike, it, it can be frustrating when we've got, we've got our fathers who, who we know should at this point probably be planning on an exit strategy, planning on succession and, and all of that stuff that we know that has to happen. They, they just want I, it all. Don't but they? then, but then I have to put things in perspective. I mean, it's not, it, I do have a respect. You have a, you have an extensive career and if I put myself in your shoes, I mean, you've got, you've got decades of, of all of this hard work that you've put into it. And now you have to think about giving it up or letting it go. And that's gotta be, that's gotta be trying. That's gotta be an incredibly difficult thing to tackle. Well, one of the things for me is that I don't, unless I, I become mentally unable, you know, you know, your, your grandmother, my mother died of uh, um, dementia and uh, it came on when she was in her early 60s. Um, I don't see myself like getting all the way out. Uh, I still want to be Colonel Sanders. I want to be, you know, I want to be around. I want to be working with some clients. I, I still want to learn new things. And I, I can't imagine, you know, waking up one day and going, what do I do today? There's no business. There's no, you know, nobody needs me you know, how, how do I move forward? Jerry smiles a little bit. Um, do, do you have the same kind of thoughts, Jerry, or are they, are they different? Definitely. Uh, you know, this, this business is what, uh, Anita and I basically birthed and, uh, and we, we, uh, we're fortunate enough to have Michael alongside with some great employees to build it into 21 years. You know, that's a, that's a hell of a long time now that I think about it. Um, and we've, we've done, we've always done well. I mean, um, we've always been happy, but it's much, it's been much better the last five, six years. 
uh, with Michael's help and uh, some different strategies, you know, now with our new, um, our new bookkeeper, in-house bookkeeper, that's been terrific. Glad we made that move, uh, which was Michael and Anita's suggestion, which is interesting. Um, but as far as the, um, the retirement, so to speak, um, I look at my father-in-law who sold his farm and stopped, stopped cold. You know, he, did, he didn't, he moved into a condo and every day I, when we see him or talk to him, you wonder how the, how, why are you still alive? You haven't, you know, there's no purpose for him getting up. Um, why do you wake up in the morning? Right. I was, just, I was, I was literally talking about grandpa the other day cause he was in the shop and he, he completely changed as a person when he, when he gave up his passion, like farming was his passion. Living on the farm was his, that's all he knew. And when they sold the farm and moved into town, it was a complete change in who he was. And uh, yeah, and that's definitely something that I don't ever want to see for my dad. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I feel like he's probably going to be here to annoy me for like at least the next 20 years. Um, Did you say did you say help you? Is that what you said? That's, yes. what, that's what he said. Yes. That's what he said. Yeah. And Guiding I mean, him, become a consultant day, and a coach for him. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think for both of our companies, I mean, the Institute and our shops, Jerry and Cecil are the, the pillars of the company. And I mean, when, uh, for an example, years ago, uh, how long ago did we buy OK Tire Dad? 10 years ago? More than that? Yeah, maybe more than that ago. Yeah. And it was more than that because Christy was already, was still working at the European shop and I was on the tools. The European shop struggled really, really hard when we bought a tire shop in town because dad was out running the tire shop. And I think had we made that choice to buy the tire shop now, I think we'd be in a different situation because now we've got me in the business as well. But people come into the shop and they go, well, where's Jerry? They go into the Institute or they call the Institute, where's Cecil? And if that, if those two people aren't there, I think the business already starts to struggle because most people go to the Institute, not because, I mean, yeah, you guys are exceptional. Your training program's great. Everything you put together is great. But I want to say 90% of the people that go to the Institute and look into the smart groups and look into training go there because of Cecil. And yeah. And I just see, I don't see how companies like that thrive much longer after uh, yeah. a person like that leaves. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For for help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. So some something that I've been really thinking about, and I kind of noticed it when I was writing my own course, I'm working on content myself, um, I'm teaching now, and that's that's a new step is that whenever I, because I, I, I want my dad's advice, I want his input, I want his experience. And I go, this is this is an idea I have for a course. This is what the outcome I think is. And we butt heads on my idea. 
and how my idea is not in line with what like my dad would teach. And I, it, it was this, like, I didn't want to teach my dad's stuff. I didn't want to teach Cecil's stuff because if all I did was teach his stuff, then people would realize that, that that's all it was. He just gave me his content and I just did it myself. I wanted to have my own content. I needed to establish my own pillar and be my own pillar so that when that transition happens, people, uh, yes, will be sad that Cecil's not there anymore. Cecil's not the one that they're going to be communicating with, but at least I've got Kent who worked, you know, one-on-one with Cecil, but has his own identity, has his own. um, I think you're, I think you're already seeing transition, at least in our company. Yeah. Um, because you're doing kind of your own thing, but your own thing is in line with the company values and the company mission and, you know, what we're, we're doing. I, I asked you for years to write a class and start teaching. And, you know, it took you longer than I wanted, but, you know, you needed that time to put the pieces in play. Thank God. Um, you're not what, ready what to tells you, go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> Thank God you're not ready to retire then, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't think he's I don't think he's ready to completely take over the company, but he's amazing. And I, I tell him that and I tell other people that. And what I really like is that the my contacts in the automotive industry, the people that I've worked with for years, have a great respect for Kent. Um, they're very surprised when they find out actually how old he is, that he's really that young uh, because he really plays off as being much older with, with more uh, um, knowledge and experience. And he does have that knowledge and experience because he's been here for a long time. Although um, when people think I'm 37, it kind of hurts a little. I'll well, that's, and you're lucky. That's you the, have that's the white the hair. hair though, bro. <laughs> people thought I was 47 when I was 27. So you're, you're actually pretty lucky without all the white hair. Jerry, do you find it, um, do you find it frustrating when they asked your opinion and then they don't listen to what you have to say. <laughs> I was going to ask this. Like, are, are, like, is this actually a counseling session? Or what? <laughs> for me, for me though, that's like the most difficult thing. They'll go, well, what do you think about this? And I'll go, well, you know, I don't like this. Well, 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 that's not right. You, this is how it's supposed to be like, wait a minute. Why did you ask me if you don't really want to hear what I have to say? I, su- I suspect that that table can be turned too, though. So, um, Oh yeah. You know, it, uh, it, it's interesting, and, and I think for the most part, we're floating down this, the the river in the in the same direction, Michael and I, at present time, and uh, hopefully it'll continue on. Um, but uh, so we obviously we we talk about stuff, and and he's able to make his own decisions as as the the general manager around here, you know. So he, a lot of times he doesn't really need to run things by me per se, uh, but but he does, you know. But he can he can make decisions so. I think that's one of the keys is, is to um, make sure that they have the right authority in the right places. Let them make some decisions. Um, And, you know, and it's funny because I used to look at everything that we put out. I mean, literally everything we put out and I used to have my, my hands on all of it. And now I only look at part of what we put out. I mean, you know, maybe 20%. When he when he um, got his hands off it, it it, it the quality just yeah. easy easy. I don't, think so. <laughs> I don't think so. It's different. I mean, certainly our, our our marketing has really improved in the last. Our materials and things like that. And Kent does most of our graphical work. He writes our music, that kind of stuff, and produces it. Um, so you know, obviously, without him, the company would be we would struggle. 
uh, in uh, certainly in those areas. And then he runs the day-to-day stuff and I'm kind of pulling out of a lot of the day-to-day so that I can focus on education, training, and working with, you know, clients and, and group members. Might warn Kent that if, if he oversteps his boundaries, you'll call in Don and have him whacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll bring Don in. <laughs> hey, Mike. Does it, does it often, and just because of the thought, because what my dad was talking about, do you feel like you, you have to take on more responsibility than you really can handle just to try and prove that, that you can take over the business, that eventually it, it's okay to have that transition? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, you guys have a lot more on your plate than, than what we do. I mean, you're trying to capture an entire country in, in, in your business. Whereas we just have to focus on our little city and, you know, when it comes to marketing and, Oh, Hey, I'm going to go buy a new jacket and shirts and hats for the shop. And, um, I'm going to approve, uh, some advertising. Like there's definitely lots of stuff that I feel I take on. Do I feel like I'm taking on too much? No. Cause at the end of the day, I need to be able to run this company. And I feel like, um, I have that ability already to, if dad were to show up tomorrow and go, Hey, uh, I'm done running the company. I'm moving to uh, Australia. See you later. Uh, We'd be okay. Like the company would still survive, you know? So I don't really think I'd take on too much. I think I probably did early on. um, But I mean, now that I've been working up, uh, up front and running the, running the shop for close to, Oh man probably eight or nine years now. I feel like I've definitely come a long way back when I was first in there. Yeah. I tried to take on way too much because I wanted to prove that I needed to be given more, more leeway, more rain, more authorization or whatever, the, however you want to describe it. Do you think that you're trying to uh, maybe uh, push a little hard because you need to gain the respect of the people in the company? And so you push a little harder than you might because of that. And you don't, you feel like they still might think you're that 19 year old guy first start break, you know, turning wrenches instead of. Yeah, I I think it's definitely taken. And I don't know how you feel about this, Kent, but um, I still to this day from certain people um, still get the feeling, Oh, Hey, he's just the boss's son. Um, Like, and then kind of brush me, brush me aside. I think that has definitely been one of the biggest struggles for me in this company is, is trying to get everybody on board that, Hey, I'm not the boss's son. Like I am the manager of the shop. I'm making the the decisions here. If you don't like it, there's the door. I think I take it a little differently. A lot of the, the, um, the positive feedback I get, because I do get negative, like what you're talking about, like you feel kind of like this, Oh, you're just the, the boss's son. And I have to deal with my dad's prolific career and, and the fact that he's incredibly well-known oftentimes when I, when I hear any kind of compliments, I, I, I don't believe it because I'm, I'm Cecil's son. And so maybe that's why there was a comment. It really wasn't on my own merit. It was just on uh, carrying on his own reputation that people wanted to compliment him or, so, you know, it, so I, I get in my own head in that way. Jerry, but, do you, uh, do you think in our industry, the guys that we know, um, do you think that they would compliment Ken if he didn't earn it just because he's my kid? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for helping. All right. Me I know where I stand money. now. <laughs> I don't think they would. I don't think that, uh, you know, I think that 
I don't think they would. I think most of the guys, very few would, would do that. They like Kent. They like what he does. And I, they think he's a real addition to the company as well as I do. Let me talk to you, Jerry, because we're going to have hopefully a lot of fathers and sons who work together where there are a lot of um, younger generation coming in, taking over businesses. Guys are hitting their late 50s, early 60s. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to the dads out there that are struggling with the sons who you know, want to come in and take over and pretty much run the place? So I'm assuming that you're talking about people who already work together, or are you talking about sons that are working outside the business and then want to come in and... No, no, I'm thinking people who already work together. So there, you know, there's a lot of struggles working with your son or your daughter in your own company. Yeah. You know, I think the, the, the best thing you got to do is, is, first of all, being involved with a group of any sort um, keeps, your, keeps your mind in a positive form. And what that does is when you get back to your shop, um, you're more apt to um, be accepting, accepting of, of the kids, uh, whether it's a daughter or a son, and their ideas. Because sometimes we as older people get a little bit too much tunnel vision. And uh, we have to sometimes be, hey, stick your head above the, the crowd a minute or something. Or look at this. this we're, we should do this. And be more understanding of, of their feelings and maybe the, their goals. And not not run it like a like a kingdom, you know. It's got to be it's got to be an open thing. So you're you're talking about like the smart groups because you've been involved with the smart groups since I have pretty much. That's right. Yeah. And yep. and going there and getting that education, that feedback and stuff has really helped you with. Um, Let's be honest. I mean, we when, uh, we talked about this in the groups quite often too. But uh, growing up in this business, as Michael did, you know, I I started as a as a wrenching when I was just over 18 years old. And, uh, that's all I did is I fixed cars, you know, I mean, diagnosed and went to some seminars on, on technical stuff. And then when this business opportunity came up, all of a sudden, Hey, this is a great idea, but we had no formal education whatsoever on how to run a business. And if you got your, if you're head down ass up into trying to keep a business afloat, um, you don't have time to be nice to your kids. You need, you got to make money. You know, and, and so that's what really, I think, the, initially when I started off with an earlier earlier type smart group before you did, before you come along. I mean, those things, you, you first of all, you get some positive interaction with people. Um, you get to learn about balancing books, how to speak to customers, how to formulate a work order, all those other sorts of things. And uh, they really give you the time or the, the mental capacity to accept your family and, and help them grow in their life and, and inside the inside the shop or a business. I, I hate to interrupt this flow. I think this is a wonderful conversation, but we're going to take just a second. I have some things I need to share with people. So those of you who are listening out there, I want to thank you for watching. If you're enjoying this conversation, if you're enjoying this topic, please leave us a comment down below um, about your thoughts on the matter. Uh, I want to remind you that you guys can get an incredible amount of resources and education on our new platform, gearforshops.com. That is a, a, a mix of curriculum and community. We have something called the Gearheads Network, and that is a place for automotive professionals to grow and develop their businesses. I also want to talk about a previous class that we just had. It was about phone skills. Now, we noticed in our with our advisors, with, with a lot of the shops that we, we work with um, and the marketing companies that we also work with, that uh, people aren't closing on the phone. So we developed this course on phone skills and uh, you guys can go find that at gearforshops.com. Now done with that and let's get back into the topic. All right. So I'm going to continue with my line of uh, questioning. And so I, I want from 
Mike, Michael and from Kent. We'll start with Michael. What advice do you have for a young uh, person that is in, in, you know, where you were four or five years ago, you know, kind of button heads and, and uh, you know, am I going to take over the business? How do I, you know, what, what advice do you have? Be patient. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, at the end of the day, you want something and you want it now because that's how, that's how we as younger, the younger generation have been raised. I mean, if you want anything now, you literally can get it now. And the old boys, they don't think that way. We need to analyze everything. They need to rip it apart and verify that it's going to fit every little nook and cranny of their, of their world, that it's going to work properly. And if you try to force things too hard, that's when you just, you just do that. And I think I realized that a number of years ago. And so when I, you know, started having to still ask for permission to do lots of things, I wouldn't just like come on hot and heavy with it. I would kind of, you know, roll into it nice and slow and maybe somehow make it be dad's idea versus, you know, me telling him what to do. Um, uh. But I think, I honestly, I think patience is key. I mean, you can't, especially if you're working with, with, a, with a family member. I mean, you got to worry about making somebody mad or upsetting them and, and overstepping your boundaries. So you, you got to just take it day by day and, and, and work at it slowly. And, and uh, cause you don't, if you put a strain on the relationship that then trickles down and to the employees and the, then the business gets affected by it. I mean, that and that just can't happen because then nobody has a livelihood. So I think patience is key. I think I would tell people my age, you know, older people that are trying to get a, a, a son or a daughter up to speed in their company, almost the same thing in a sense, because, you know, understand where they're coming from. And remember when you were 30 or 35 or 28, what, you, what, you know, what you were like and, and, you know, I can just, I guarantee my dad just, you know, went in his room, closed the door and banged his head against the wall on some days. I know I did. Uh, you know, um, it's interesting in our relationship because Kent's the one that has to analyze everything, make sure it's all going to work in every little place. That's not how it, it man. Works. I have to, I have to compete, you know, like I said, I've got to get an out from under your shadow. So everything I do, I, I kill myself to make sure it's perfect, you know, and that's, kind of a, an issue with me. So I try to get things to 90% and send it out, but that's, that's why I'm so intent on, on, on working on stuff. Well, I, I had to come to a, um, a conclusion at some point. I was probably in my early forties when I did. And that is, there is no perfect. I mean, I can be perfect for a short period of time, or I can do some, I can do one little thing perfectly, but in the big picture, there's no perfect. There's good yeah. or better, but there's no perfect. You know. what, what I was going to say back to the previous question yes. about uh, what I would tell sons in this position, Yeah, uh, have some respect. Your dads, uh, your fathers have had a, a lifetime career of experience, training, failures. They're valuable. You know, I know sometimes you can get in your head and, and kind of discount them and go, well, they're just old. They're going to leave anyway. They don't let us do what we want to do. You know, that kind of thing. But they really do have a wealth of knowledge and you should respect that, you know, come to it with a grain of salt. Hey, Kent, I think you just got a little something on your nose there. 
You know, that was, so that was good. That was actually good. That was well, well said. Yeah. I, frankly, I, I, I take it all back. Get the get the old guys out. I take it back. We don't need <laughs> we'll them. Push them out. Um, I'm going to ask both of you, the young guys, again. Sorry, Jerry. Sorry. What would you tell the old guy? What would you tell the dad who's trying to figure this out? And 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 what would you say to them? Are you are you asking the yes, young guys? I'm both both I, of the young oh. guys here. I think you need to you need to have some sort of a plan. And I think that needs to sort of be discussed very early on because yeah. <laughs> early on in our relationship, um, dad just sort of assumed that I was gonna just work in this company forever. There I think it got to a point for me where I just felt like I was spinning my wheels and and I didn't see what the end game, what the end plan was. That's when I that's when I started getting frustrated with the company, and that was, you know, five six years ago. And then we sort of sat down and and had a discussion as to like what the foresight, like what the plan was in the future, my involvement in the company, um, the the end the end game essentially. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I mean, you come at this and you you have this weight of responsibility that's put on your shoulders, but then again, you don't have any authority or ownership of it. Yeah. Do do you know what I mean? And that can be a really uncomfortable place to be just so the the dads out there think about that, right? Uh, They're supposed to carry on this legacy. If you're expecting them to continue the business, I mean, they, they have to feel some sort of ownership. They have to feel some sort of control um, because that, that the weight of that responsibility can be really, really uh, quite a lot. I don't don't think you necessarily, sorry, go ahead, Doug. Jerry. Yeah, we, yeah. we certainly assumed a bunch, I think. And, and just, uh, yeah, we didn't really, particularly at the beginning, like Michael said, you know, we just assumed that he'd be around and, and we would work this all out somehow and it would just magically happen. You know, and it, it, it well, the reason it magically happened is because we freaking worked at it, you know, uh, there's, there's no doubt about that. So, and you yeah. got, you got other people involved too, to help you get some yeah. of that done. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, well, and I think that's that 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 is probably um, a major issue for a lot of fathers and sons is because the son like we just become frustrated. And I mean, yeah, it's at the end of the day we're in this industry and we're probably not going to get out of this industry. And am I going to leave working for my dad because he hasn't said to me you're going to own this shop one day and go work for somebody else and then just be uh, an employee? Absolutely not. But. Um, the frustration doesn't help us um, to cultivate any sort of care for the company. And all of a sudden now, like I still, I don't have any skin in the game with either of these companies, but my, my passion to have them succeed is, is even more important because I know that eventually um, dad's not going to want to be here every day. He's, going to want to come in and have a coffee and shoot the shit with, with customers. And, and I want that for him. And so one of these days I will own this company, but the not knowing early on is next week, Jerry, or or having, (laughs) or, or, or having anything defined, you know, they have this, Oh, well, someday this will be yours. Or even if they say it, but there's no, there's no actual plan in place. There's no actual, it's, it's just an assumption. And then, and then you're kind of left in the wind, like, well, is it going to happen? What, what is the plan here? What, what exactly are we going to be able to do? When is the transition going to happen? Oh, there's there's not a little faith. 
Well, no, but you that's know? what you guys, you guys, you both, you both throw that line out there all the time. One day this company will be yours. Okay. Well, well you know, my, my, if it's going to, yeah. Is to have someone come in and take over my company and, and represent my company in a really someone. good way. Someone. Did and, you hear that? And, you know, that happens to be the guy that I'm talking to right now in, in the meeting who, who literally is my right arm here. You know, and Michael did miss a very important part of that sentence that I say, one day this company will be yours as long as you pay me. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that too, right? I mean, you know, what's what's the out otherwise for us, right? I mean, um the institute being Cecil is not worth much. The institute being the institute with people contributing and gear and, and all of that. Is it's worth a ton. It's it's going to retire me at some point in the manner that I've become accustomed to live, right? <laughs> um, and you know, one of the things that really bothered me about my dad when I was um, I took over running his shop, and and his shop had not run. I mean, it, it always did okay. There was always food on the table, but it had not been hugely profitable or or whatever. And when I took over running it as manager. The shop went boom, 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 boom. I've, I just have a natural talent for shops, right? But but I don't think he ever gave me my due. You know, the shop is it was always his, it was always his baby, it was always his thing. And he he never he never was like, my shop is doing really well because my son is making it do well, right? It was I built this thing. You remember I built this thing, you know, kind of thing. And that always really frustrated me when I was was younger, and I, I catch myself as the dad at this point going, "Yeah, but this is still my baby, right? This is still my thing. Uh, I, I worked for, you know, twenty seven years to start consulting, and I've been now I've been doing it for you know seventeen years. Um, that that's the majority of my adult, you know, it's all of my adult life. Yeah. Um, so." It's it's very hard to to give that up uh, as a as a I don't know as a dad I'm very proud of my son. In fact, I'm proud of most of my kids and mo- most of the time. But but um, and Jerry's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. But you know um, it's very hard to give up. This is my baby, and I you know it's it's been my entire life, uh, and and that passion that Michael has for being successful in the business is the passion I have for my business being successful. Right. And hopefully the passion that Ken has, uh, Jerry, you have anything to say about that? Do you struggle with that? Um, huh. You know, I, I find uh, Michael's very passionate about, about our business, which is, which is absolutely terrific. Um, as far as the, yeah, where do you go from here? I don't really know. I, I, I don't think I struggle with with that so much. Okay. I, would, I would say that I, I was actually going to say before you asked him, Cecil, that I think that dad is very good at um, t- letting people know. Like if we're at a conference or at a spark group meeting or whatever, um, he's usually very quick to say that I've been very helpful in, in cultivating yeah. what we have now. Um, I, I've never once felt that he sits there and goes, no, this is my shop. I built this and, and I, I did everything. I, I don't feel like he, he's ever done that. 
um, you know, maybe before when I wasn't involved in the company, but mother, now that I'm, I mother, am, you know, that your mother, that she worked with, with us here for all those years, it was always a, an us thing anyway. It wasn't really a me thing. Mm -hmm. So that maybe uh, made that different. So I want to, I want to clarify. I, I don't have that problem, but I had it with my dad. Gotcha. And, yeah. and um, I think I do pretty good, but there's kind of, in, in my, in my opinion, if you're the CEO of the company, the president of the company, there's a heavy weight there. And sometimes you have to make decisions about the company that other people don't necessarily agree with or, or um, you know, that aren't, that aren't necessarily happy decisions for some other people. Uh, luckily for Kent, I think he and I talk, most of the major decisions, if not all of them, we discuss and, and say, this is what I'm thinking. And he's, I don't know, he's pretty good about listening to my, what I'm thinking and, and moving in what I feel is the right direction. How do you think about that, Ken? It's a shared decision. I mean, I think we both know that there's this, um, we, that all of this that we've made has been, you know, an effort on both parts, that it's ours and that moving forward, we've got to work together. And so I think, I think we know that. And so a lot of the big decisions we make, it, it, it doesn't feel like I'm fighting my dad to try and get an opinion across. It feels like I'm discussing these issues with my, with, with a business partner, with somebody who cares and has the same, same interest in, in the business succeeding as I do. So, so, so we're, we're, we're like, we're into this thing 47 minutes and um, yeah. the, 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 the path is what I think some people that will be watching this, they want to know what the path is and how do I work this out? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. And, and I think there has to be, you, you have to realize, I don't care if you're a 40 year old dad or a, or a 60 year old dad, that there's going to come a point where you're not going to do what you do every day because you're not going to be physically or mentally capable or both. And the only path through that or the best path and the way that I see it is to have someone that you trust and you feel will do a great job. Uh, I want my son to have the business. Um, I, I've worked very hard to build something and I want him to carry it forward. Uh, so for the, from the dad point, maybe some discussions about the future and trying to lay some things out with some deadlines or some timeframes. And, and it doesn't mean that it, it, it ha it I has to it happen does, that way. I think it does become in stone in the minds of the, of the younger people. Oh, you said when you were 60, you're going to get out. Well, I, I, you know, I'm going to turn 60 and I'm not getting out. I'm not ready. Um, but I think that, you know, Kent knows that this business is his business and, um, and doing things today together and working together like we're partners instead of I own this thing and you're going to do what I tell you to do has moves the, the company forward a lot, a lot more. Now he's become a hell of a secretary. Oh yeah. He's, he's <laughs> actually, he's actually, uh, I don't know what title we give him. Um, I used to be chief cook and bottle washer around here. I ain't anymore. You know, there, there are days where I sit at my desk and go, what am I going to do today? I don't have any meetings with clients. I don't have a group meeting. You know, um, I don't have to write a class. Oh, I'm not going to, I'll just sit here and read a book. <laughs> I think that, uh, that you need to talk about the plan and the overall plan so that you both understand what the, the plan is and how valuable, you know, 
and and while while Ken said, you know, you need to respect your dad, uh, I would tell you that you need to you need to respect your kids, but I think more importantly, you need to help them feel like they're valuable in the overall um, scheme of it all. I don't know. Mike, do you think that would help or that would would give somebody more, you know, a younger person more if they had that, those conversations, they knew how, how valuable they were to their to their parents? Oh, yeah. The business? Absolutely. And I think that's, like I said earlier, I think that's what really changed um, my perspective on the company is we finally had a conversation about what my role is and what the plan is sort of moving forward. And you know, kind of being in, uh, I guess, purgatory for lack of a better term is perfect. It's not a place that anybody wants to be. And as a son to the boss who is, you know, an employee, um, just being an employee isn't what we want to do. I mean, the frustrations that we had early on working with each other, I don't think anybody really wants to have to go through that for the rest of their life. So if you can kind of come to an agreement on what the plan is. And I think it really helps kind of lift your, lift your spirits as a, as a son to the boss. Hey, I'm not just here spinning my wheels. Like I have, we have a plan, we have an outcome. There's something to look forward to versus just waking up and going to work every day. Actions speak louder than words, you know, and when you say, Oh, this business is going to be yours someday, this business, and it's never really hits a point. When you kind of put an action behind it and go, okay, this is the actual plan that gives it a lot more substance. Yeah. You know, we, we're not sitting there questioning. We're not sitting there doubting. Uh, we're not stuck in purgatory. Yeah. You've got five to seven years and then you're going to have to run the whole damn thing. Cause I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to be around <laughs> as far as all that goes. I don't think I'm going to die. That's not the, that's so, what I'm saying, but. so we're in the last, we're in the last 10 minutes of this. Honestly, we didn't even hit like, most of the questions, but um, asked us like two of the questions on the seven. That and uh, we'll probably have to do a part two of this. I uh, really enjoyed the conversation. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there who I might not be with the company anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, that- I want to ask before we go there, cause I don't want to, I don't want to close this out. And if this ends up running a couple minutes over, I'm okay with that. Jerry, why, why did it take you so long to have that conversation? Wow. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't really, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> Mike's raising no, his hand. Mike on, knows. Mike. Let that answer first. He, he, you know, I guess definitely uh, it was never on my, in my frontal lobe, so to speak. I mean, it was, uh, it was just, let's get business done, you know? And then when and Michael started pushing the button a couple of times, then, then of course it became more, more in, in the frontal lobe. And uh, that, that that's kind of how it happened. I think is he kind of pushed that, that button and, and moved on with it. Uh, I, it's something that, uh, I don't think I intended to sidestep or anything, but it just, uh, it, it, it came when it did, you know, and, and I think both because he grew as a person and as an, and as a manager while, while this, this was going on over the, over a year or two, um, I think it worked out really well. Do you think you could have had that conversation four or five years earlier? No, no, you wanted it, but I'm not oh. sure we could have had it. Right. So. Yeah. I don't think there, there's definitely, there was definitely uh, maybe some lack of maturity there on, on Michael's part as well. I uh, back five, maybe 10 <laughs> years ago. Um, that, that, that really, again, I mean, he matured over the last few years of like, like crazy. Right. So there, there's lots of cause. I've seen it. I, I would say that that's probably right. I know looking back at my career here, uh, the first two or three years, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I had just barely moved over. Uh, I had a kid 
Uh, I had no college education. I didn't have anything I was really driven toward doing. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't even sure if I was staying with the company. And then, and then immediately after that, I kind of, you know, that, that time, that period of time, I decided, okay, this is my career. And I started really pushing toward it. So, yeah. So Mike, Mike, you kind of, you know, raise your hand. Why do you think it took him so long to have that discussion with you? Um, cause I think he was afraid that he was going to have to give it up, but like, that was never my, never my intent. I never wanted, I, ne- I didn't want dad to hand me the keys and walk away from the shop at, at, at 58 years old. Like I knew that that was, that there was going to be still at that point, you know, probably another 10 years of him being involved in the company. And so I think there was a little bit of skepticism on his, on his part because he wasn't sure what I, what I expected or if I was expecting too much and if that was going to then throw a wrench in, in our, our working relationship. And obviously that was, that, that would have never been my intent, but I think the conversation it needed to happen, you know, and it could have happened 10 years ago, you know, like dad just said, I've definitely matured a lot in the last, I would say, you know, handful of years, but that was after we had that conversation, you know, after we had that conversation and the, and set some things in place as far as like my plan with the company and his plan for me with the company all of a sudden, I don't. I didn't have any legitimate skin in the game, but all of a sudden now my my heart was in it because I knew that in ten years or whatever the time frame is going to be, that when it's time for Dad to leave, all of a sudden now I have to make sure this company succeeds because if it doesn't, I'm going to lose my house. Yeah, I, or, I could see. You know I, I could mean? see why. You know, it's it's like this. Um, the reason maybe they they, they didn't want to have the conversation is because of that they didn't know whether or not you've decided that this is what you wanted to do with your life. Yeah. And you kind of have to wait until that decision's made before you can have that conversation. Yeah. I, I I've seen, because I've, I've known you guys, Jerry and, and, and Mike for a long time. And, and Mike, I've seen you, I've seen you really grow up in the last three or four years. You, you, you really matured in the last three or four years. You're much more of a professional. You're much more focused. There's a lot of really positive things that I've seen happen with you uh, in the, in the last three or four years, I would agree with you. There's some kind of a fear sometimes where we're, geez, I don't want to leave, you know, um, this is my life. This is what I do. But also I think there's a, is he ready or, you know, maybe it's, is she ready? Cause there's daughters coming up too in this industry, which are great. I don't know, man. It's a, it's a difficult thing, but I think if we're both working towards a positive future, it, it, it's going to help us get where we need to go. Really, there's so much that I think we can cover. The one thing that we didn't get into was how did a business relationship affect your personal relationships? And I think we'll probably save that for another episode because that's a whole new can of worms, you know. Kind of want to be final thoughts on this subject of father-sons working together. Uh, Jerry, if you want to you wanna start us off. So the quick question is, is how many other uh, father-son type scenarios, businesses have you got in, in the system right now? That, that I'd say half. With us? Um, uh, probably close to half of the yeah. companies, and, and and in the other half, they it's, could it's be husbands but and their wives kids and... have not shown interest, and their and I think some of that is their kids have not shown interest because they haven't brought them along because they're seeing the frustration the dad has about the business. Well, I didn't want to be in the automotive business because my dad worked his ass off. He came home at at nine o'clock at night, fell asleep in his chair, and did it all again. And and I thought. 
I don't want, I don't want that for my life. So a little more than half probably have okay. a kid, a, a son or a daughter that they'd love to take over their company. And then there's a few more that have sons or daughters that they love to take over their company, but their kids have literally pushed it away. Yeah. Uh, so that's the answer. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the last couple of years have been, you know, even when we started talking about the, the succession thing, and if you will, um, we, we, ha- we had no idea we'd be owning a second shop at that point. You know, that kind of, I think that that level of maturity for both of us, um, God grants you wisdom uh, when you need it. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, here we go. You know, now, now Michael comes in the other day and he says, I just drove in the north end of town and there's a beautiful shop up for sale up there. <laughs> So, Numero tres. Let's go, baby. I thought my, I thought my mom was going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but it's all about the people. You know, it really is. Uh, whether it's it's sons or daughters, the people. Um, Michael told the story about the the, the tire shop, right? I mean, um, we 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 didn't have the right people in place. Plain and simple. No. Um, and and at that point, we didn't know how to quite how to cultivate them either. And hence, we got out of the shop, out of that 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 location. Um, was it the good thing? I don't really know, but it just, we didn't have the right people. And, uh, and we got out by the skin of our teeth and, um, and carried on and, and kept building this business bigger and better. So working with, with him is, is particularly satisfying because of what direction we're heading. Um, uh, my wife, of course, you guys all know her. Um, she still plays a big part here, even though she's not here, um, uh, during the day much anymore. And, and of course, uh, golf has encompassed her which is awesome um you know her health is very important and and she feels better and looks better and so to be able to our our goal obviously is to relieve the financial stress off our shoulders and um and and honestly with with michael's help and and who knows what else happens but to look for some some added uh shops or whatever needs to go needs to go on so go the next level yep Dad, uh, do you want to give us your, your final thoughts on this subject? You're going to leave you the young ones to finish it up. Um, as as I it loved, should be. I, I loved working with my father. Um, there, was, there was pain there and there was pleasure. I mean, going to work with my dad, the 17 years we worked together, it's some of the best times of my life. Uh, now working with my son is, I can't imagine not doing that. I, I appreciate that hugely. Dad's been gone now, I think it's 12 years. I don't keep track of that crap because it, it, it makes me teary-eyed. But he's been gone a while. I miss him all the time. Appreciate each other and develop a relationship because dad's not always going to be around. You, there's a lot to be learned uh, there. And uh, so my, my advice is to, as fathers, uh, I don't know how many times I just wanted to choke you to death and put your head through a wall, but I didn't do it. I, I said, no, you're going to sit here and we're going to work this out. And I, I brought myself, I brought my, my anger and all the frustration level down so that we could work it out. Uh, uh, fathers, you got to do that. Parents, you have to do that. And I think for um, just appreciate each other because it's not always going to be like it is. So anyway, that's it for me. I think that uh, my, my, my father's probably been gone as long as yours then. Yeah. I remember when I first, we, we drove him up to the tire shop, him and mom, he cried his eyes out when I told him what we'd done. <laughs> <laughs> that, there's a little teary eye for you, Michael. Just one. I know. I already got it. I already checked her off. <laughs> got it off once, at least <clears throat> once. I think I saw Mike kind of 
turn his head and like, you know, I well, think it, I think it was I allergy. Just itchy eye. Yeah, I think it was an itchy eye, not <laughs> Yeah, this this thing is a uh, life, man. It's heavy. And uh I'm I'm kind of lucky that I I fell into this. I I had the opportunity because I didn't know really what I was going to do with my life and um Honestly, I didn't have a relationship with you until I started working for you. Just because you were you were just like your dad. You worked your you worked your ass off. You were you were I mean, growing up, you started teaching and training and consulting when I was like 6 or 7 and you'd be gone for 3 to 5 weeks at a time, you know? And uh I just hear him on the phone and stuff. So it it was a it was kind of a blessing to be able to spend that time. And that's why, that's why the other day I was like, we're at lunch and we're talking about the business. And I was just like, I just want to appreciate this for a moment. Cause I know that someday it's not going to be this anymore. And, and all the work, all the, tr- all the challenges we've been through together, like those are going to be just memories. And, and uh, I won't be able to, to go, to go see you in your office someday. And when I'm having a hard day and just kind of talk, talk to you about it. So it's, <clears throat> it sucks to think about that, but I'm, I'm very happy that I've had the opportunity to do this. And I think Michael's last. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to say essentially the exact same thing as Kent. I mean, growing up, I think we had a good relationship and we enjoyed doing things, but working together and working with each other has really changed our, our relationship outside of work. We, I do appreciate every moment that I spend with you and, you know, watching, uh, watching us lose um, Opa as early as we did. Um, I think that really put life into perspective for, for you, dad, obviously, um, you know, and you definitely learn to cherish things differently and appreciate them more. And I think that was really uh, an important, important step for you. And that's definitely really helped our relationship develop over the years. And I mean, I think that's, you know, as, as shitty as it is to lose someone, I think it was, you know, it was a major, a major turning point in, in your life. And, um, you know, working together is it's, it's awesome. I mean, would I still be in this industry if my dad didn't own a shop? I don't even know if I would be in this industry, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. I got out of high school and I was going to go work in the oil patch, like every other 18 year old kid in Alberta. And my dad went, why the hell are you doing that? That's not a career. Get your ticket. And so here I am. And now, you know what? Every once in a while, I get to go out in the shop and play play technician. And uh, and it's a lot of fun. I still, you know, I had to work on a car last week, a couple of days, actually. And it's a lot of fun. I, I still enjoy fixing them. And um, I'm even more passionate about trying to keep people's vehicles safe and keep them safe. And, and you know what? Make a little money while we're doing it. So... Thank you guys so much for being on this on this uh, this podcast. I, f- I feel it's a very special episode. Um, again, we're probably going to have to have a part two because there's a whole a whole bunch of stuff we didn't get into. Um, so thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, you guys run some thank really amazing shops up there in Canada. Um, I want to remind the viewers if you're still listening to this and you're uh, you're maybe getting a little teary eyed. Go ahead and like and share and follow this podcast uh, because there's shops out there who probably need to hear some of the stuff we talked about today. Um, If you guys are looking for better education or more resources, you can always go to gearforshops.com where we are adding new courses every single month that are very targeted, very guided, very specific from experts in their fields. It's not just going to be me or my dad on there. We've got a lot of other trainers on there. Tune in 
on February 10th for our next episode, episode 65, which we're going to get into the future of auto repair. It's going to focus on what changes are coming in the industry, the impact that COVID has had, not just the initial, but what are the ramifications that are going to continue on and what shops are apprehensive about looking forward to. Find us, the Institute's Leading Edge, on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, and Podbean. Again, thank you guys so much for being here today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by GearForShops.com and The Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iforabe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.